Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim, fill that out and that's it. You know, I always like to start with something interesting. Now, I don't know if you know the name of the company, it's called Wing. Wing is the drone arm of the company Alphabet, which is really Google. Okay, did you get all that? Makes all sense? All right. Well, this company, Wing, was delivering some food, and the drone got tied up in power lines, and it put the electricity out for about 2,000 people for a while. But when I think this, the part that I think is funny is that when Wing was asked about, hey, what happened? They said, uh, that getting into the power lines, that was not an issue. That was a controlled landing. <laughs> Really? A controlled landing? Well, drones are actually making some impact, no pun intended, uh, for all kinds of deliveries across the country, really around the world. And they do make sense for packages, say, under 10 pounds. Now, pizza outfits, they are really getting into the drone delivery business. Think about that. If you could have a pizza delivered by drone instead of having somebody get in a car and then go to the front door, just kind of drop that pizza right by the front door. And let me tell you, this is just not high in the sky talk either. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Kim Commando Show. It's your most trusted source for all things digital. It's the biggest show. And you're about to get more tech smarts on everything because every single thing is now a tech thing. And if you're a new listener, so glad that you're here. And if you're a regular listener, hey, welcome back. You can find the Kim Commando Show on over 425 top stations across the United States. And we're streaming in your favorite radio app. Just search for my last name, Commando. And you can find us streaming as a webcast, as a podcast 24-7 over at getkim.com. And a special thank you goes out to all of our listeners on the American Forces Network radio. Our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And just a quick reminder, if you're just too shy to come on a big-time, award-winning national radio show and podcast, well, I will read every single email that you send me. If you send it to commando.com, head over to commando.com, and in the right-hand corner, the, the homepage, there's a link that says Email Kim. All right, every single day, I visit at least 30 different websites to make sure that I'm up to date on all things digital. And this is part of the show where I like to go behind the numbers, the numbers that you see in a headline. What does it really mean to you? And number one is $1 trillion. $1 trillion. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of bank. That's how much that we have spent here in the United States on online purchases in the year 2022. Mm. And online spending, when you think about it, it's just so easy. We've got all these different websites. We have all these different apps. But there's a catch that I want to bring to your attention. You know, you might notice that when you go to an actual retail store, when you go to the grocery store, that the prices are cheaper. That's right. Then maybe uh, maybe when you're using Instacart or maybe if you're buying food, it's cheaper at the restaurant instead of using Grubhub. So most items are probably at least 15% less expensive, maybe even 30% less. And then, of course, when you're buying things online to get delivered, there are service fees that's maybe between 10 and 15%. And then you have to go ahead and tip the driver, and that's – and you've got to be careful of that because sometimes the automatic selection is like 15 or 20 percent. And I might lower that if, for example, it's six bottles of wine. Maybe it's not worth 25 percent or 20 percent for somebody to do it. So always keep in mind that don't always take the auto selection on that tip. So it all starts to add up. So keep in mind that if you are on a budget, if money's tight, you might want to stop using all these delivery services. I know it's a lot easier, but you can save some money by actually going to the store. 
All right, number two on our list is 500. Yes, that's how many cars were stolen in Staten Island, New York through mid-December. It's an 86% increase. Why are all these cars getting stolen? TikTok, that's right, the Kia boys. These are a bunch of influencers, and they are teaching everybody on TikTok how to steal cars. Hmm. Their mothers must be so proud. You can just type in hashtag Kia boys into the TikTok search bar, and you can see some of these videos. And TikTok's not taking them down. Basically, they, they demonstrate how to break off ignition covers with a USB drive or a screwdriver to bypass the ignition. And once they do that, they just cruise away. Uh, works on certain Kia and Hyundai cars. And it's not just inside New York. It's actually happening throughout the entire country. So what can you do if you have one of these cars? Uh, use a steering wheel lock, install a kill switch, and then make sure that you turn on the security system, the active, uh, the active alarm system on your car. And they're also getting sued, by the way, Kia and Hyundai, because they're saying, you know, the owner's saying, you, know, you should have, like, known this is happening. You need to give us a fix. Uh, these are vehicles manufactured from 2015 to 2019. And unfortunately, there's really nothing else you can do except make sure that you protect your car. Maybe keep it in the garage. That would be the best thing. Uh, number three in our list of five numbers that you need to know is 46. Netflix and chill is now Netflix and bodybuild. That's right. Instead of Netflix, we should call it Netflix because Netflix is adding a Nike training hub to get you out of your couch and off your chair. 46 workout videos. And so why are they doing this? Mm, well, so this way you're no longer couch potatoes, and they are actually struggling to keep their membership. I know this way you can't share your passwords anymore, and they've come up with these tiers that will make sure that you will keep your Netflix subscription because you're going to see some ads along the way. But they've lost 970,000 subscribers in July. Wow. But meanwhile, you got Peloton and NTC, uh, NordaTrack. They are actually raking in new numbers and so one of the things that you might want to keep in mind is that before you sign up for a fitness video, some membership or an app, because you think you want to lose some weight at the beginning of the year, see what Netflix will actually offer you because you're already paying for it, so you might as well do that. I mean, Netflix has been making some questionable decisions about its content. I agree. I mean, but I'll tell you, I've seen Stranger Things. Mm -hmm. uh, the number four on our list of five numbers you need to know, three billion. Wow, three billion. Can you hear me now? If you ever answered the phone and said yes, you may have been gotten duped. If you, ever, if you ever get that phone call, I want you to hang up immediately. These are some robo scams that are recording your voice. And then they will use that snippet as a vocal authorization to okay unwanted charges on your credit cards. And they're really going after America's senior citizens. And that three billion numbers, well, that's how much has been doled out to fraudsters, largely based in call centers located in India. So search engine ads, malicious links are also on the top of the scams that you need to be aware of. Tech support scams have shot up 130% annually in the U.S. Worst thing you can do, worst thing you can do is go to Google and search online tech support. If you need help with anything, go to getkimshelp.com. These are my folks, getkimshelp.com. Once again, getkimshelp.com. Uh, finally, number five on our list of numbers that you need to know is 70, as in 70%. You may not know this, but there's a hidden coupon page over at Amazon.com where you can save up to 70% on items. Just go to Amazon.com slash coupons, and from there you find a whole bunch of deals. Like, for example, we took a look. There's a self-emptying vacuum cleaner. It's a Shark IQ. 
It's marked down from $200 to $300, and there's a $50 coupon for that. If you need a new laptop, you can save $60 on a HP Chromebooks that's priced at $230. A Samsung all-in-one soundbar, there's also a coupon for that. So the bottom line here is that before you buy any big-ticket item, anything that's a big ticket to you, I want you to make sure you go to Amazon.com slash coupons to see if there's a coupon there. I mean, especially for mustard. I mean, even if you wanted a discount on mustard, you know what they call those coupons? A poupon coupon. <laughs> I get it. Great coupon. Mm, I know. All right, coming up, we have some quick tech steps you can take to make your 2023 better. And Amazon knows so much about you. It's scary how you can see it all. And of course, we have all your phone calls. You have me, Kim Commando. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure that you enter to win our $500 gift card. That's right, 500 buckaroos. It could be yours. Enter to win right now over at commando.com slash win. That's commando.com slash win. All right, over the years, I have purchased so many items from one particular Etsy seller. I thought it'd be fun to go behind the scenes and see exactly what it takes to become a successful Etsy seller. So here joining us right now is Nina Justman. Hi, Nina. Glad to have you with us. Hello, Kim. Pleasure to meet you. Now, How are you? Yes, finally we meet. Okay, well, here's the deal. Yes, Let me finally. tell you, folks, is that um, my husband loves to collect airline glasses, like the glasses that you'd have on United Airlines or TWA or Pan Am or Eastern Airlines, whatever. And then every night he'll have his gin and tonic with a lime in one of these glasses. But, you know, over time they break. And so I went on to Etsy and I was trying to find these glasses and I was like, lo and behold, I'm like, yes, here I am. I found it in the Divine Whimsy shop on Etsy. So I wrote Nina a note. I said, gave her the whole story. And I said, oh, my dad used to work for United Airlines. And so United Airlines glasses are really important to me. And then I started looking at all the other stuff that you're selling. And boy, Nina, you have this great little enterprise going. Well, my dad was in the antique business. So I was around old stuff all my young life. And then like when I was around 25, I just started really getting into the things that I was interested in, not the things that he was interested in. And it was always this sort of whimsical 60s, 70s, mostly actually earlier than it was more, it was really mid-century, just all the Mad Men stuff, you know, the airlines and Pez dispensers and advertising from the 60s and Captain Crunch and <laughs> you know, all the stuff that we kind of grew up with that we were so fond of that just seemed so wonderful to me. And I still think it's wonderful. And so how do you find all these great things? Well, I mean, I had been collecting for a long time. And when I left my my I would call it my, my other real job before this, um, I had had a lot of stuff already. And I thought, you know, maybe it's time to downsize some of this. Um, it's all so cool. And then I got down the rabbit hole of, you know, going to garage sales and looking on eBay and looking on Mercari and then Facebook Marketplace started and people were just, the stuff was just everywhere. And so I just, I just look around. I'm always looking, I'm always curating, I'm always trying to find something that is really cool and that's in good shape, but that I don't have to charge a fortune for because most people are not collectors, you know, they, they want like you, they want to replace something that they love and they don't want it to be like, 
oh my God, you know, this is like going to, I have to do an auction for this. It's going to be a big deal. Like I, you know, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. most people don't want to do that. Yeah, I just so, I just want to I just want to buy it. But the thing that impressed me with you and gosh, I've been buying stuff from you for, I guess, almost a year now is yeah. that your customer service is tops because I remember that United Airlines class. Now, you don't know me from Adam and I don't know you, but I wrote you a note and I said, I'm, I'm really looking for United Airlines glass. And you're and then you wrote me back. You said, hold on. I think I'm going to have one in a few days. <laughs> OK. And right. then you wrote me back and then right. I bought the United Airlines and that's what's so great about why I think you're successful is that you care. You put that personal touch. And I guess that would probably be, if we're passing along some success tips, I guess that would probably be number one, wouldn't it? Well, I think my feeling is I always send people a really beautifully wrapped item with a piece of candy and a personal note. And I cannot tell you how many comments I get from people saying, thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the sweet candy. Thank you for the little surprise. I think people, I think the internet's wonderful. And I think shopping online is wonderful. But what's missing is the eye-to-eye contact of people. And I think people need people. They really do. And I think when you're shopping in the dark and hitting send and you don't hear from someone, you really feel like I'm in an abyss here. Like, where am I? So I always reach out to my customers because I really want them to feel seen. Um, I want to know a little bit about them, and they usually volunteer it, why they're buying a spirograph, <laughs> you know, from sure. 1963. And it's sort of like it's fun for both of us. And I, I think there's a lot of gratification in that communication. And I, I do think it's super important, and I don't think people are doing it enough. And I, and I don't even think that a lot of people are doing it on Etsy, honestly, because I'm an Etsy shopper too. So I, you know, I see how it goes even with other people besides me. But, and so, yeah. um, so, so what would be, an, so customer service, customer internet interaction, being present, being there as a person instead of just this anonymous store with mm-hmm. a screen, what would be a, another success tip that you could pass along? Well, I think the other success tip is that you have to realize you're dealing on Etsy with an algorithm. So like you could be at the bottom of that barrel for a year before you're going to start to see your numbers move up and your, your placement is better. I mean, I had crappy placement for a really long time and that was not any fault of my own. It's just the, the way it is. But I think if you start out with something in your shop that people are really gonna want, even if it's not something you're gonna make a lot of money on, you're gonna get that movement up because every time you sell something and every time you get a look, it's like, it's this magic thing. It kind of moves everything up. So oh, I think nice. the first thing is, what? Yeah. <laughs> So I think the first thing is you have to put some things in there that you may not think is necessarily important, but other people may love it. And it may not be a moneymaker, but it's going to get people in there. Right. And once they're in, they're going to look around and maybe they'll see something else. So that's that's the one really important thing. Um, And I always try to have things in my store like that, you know, all the time. Some cutesy, cheap, fun, kooky thing that everybody wants. Like right now I have those little Santas where you pull the string and like his arms go out and in and out. Like <laughs> people are just like loving those. I don't know what it is. It's like they can't have enough of them. Um, so you do something like that. And then, um, you know, you have to title things correctly. You have to make sure people can find what they're looking for. That's super important. Um, have you tried any you know, sponsored ads? Um, I don't do any sponsored ads, but I know Etsy, do, Etsy does it for me. Sure. Um, Etsy's now advertising 
And so if I sell something that they're advertising, they actually take a more piece of the action because they're sort of saying, well, we helped you with that, you know, and that's fine. I mean, I, um, I've noticed that I'm, 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 a, I'm in a lot of places now. So, you know, I see my, my, see my stuff out there. So it's obviously working. So kudos well, to what's... Etsy with that. Well, I think Etsy's fabulous. It gave a, a voice for too. so many people, uh, you know, versus having to, you know, compete on eBay or set up a Facebook marketplace and set up your own website, which I always discourage people from because there's no traffic. If you build it, they will not come. You have to go where the people already are. I mean, that's that's right. That's the bottom right. line there. Um, what percentage does Etsy take? Etsy takes like, oh God, you know, this is a terribly embarrassing thing. I don't even know the answer to this question. I think for advertised items, they take like 12%. It's and then bad. I think for unadvertised items, I think they take like eight or nine percent. So it's like it's not terribly much. But, you know, you do find when you're doing your taxes at the end of the year, it really does all add up. I mean, you you kind of and they give that to you, too, which is fantastic. They they separate everything for you, you know. Um, but, you know, the thing that's interesting is like I never went into this thinking I was going to do this. And it was going to be like a successful thing. I went into this as a total goof. Like I, I, <laughs> I was like, you know, I want to have some fun. I want to do something that's going to, I'm going to enjoy that I can do in my pajamas. And it just turned into something really fantastic. I wasn't really expecting that, you know? So, so last time I looked, you had, I, cause I think you had 386 products for sale. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, it's kind of it, it, scary actually, now that you're saying it out loud. <laughs> that's a that's a big inventory. Um, it is. How many products? It is. How many products a day are you selling now? Well, at Christmas time, like right now, I'm probably selling like 25 items a day, um, and that's you know that's that's pretty good. Um, you know, I can't I can't speak for what other Etsy people do, but you know, it's it's like again, it's a magic manageable amount, you know. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's, you know, it's not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to become Rockefeller or anything, you know, in this little well, shop. That's I a, have. You know, hey, you never know. You might get more of those Santa pool Santas that you're like, I need to blow out 4,000 of them. It, have you ever thought about actually putting in products other than memorabilia? Well, I make, I make little art, art, I make little art things that I do also sell. Um, and they're usually also, I call them nostalgia art pieces. Um, so, you know, it could be a collage of Mary Poppins using the actual real book and using a lot of, um, vintage buttons and vintage jewelry and mixed media things sort of attached to it that make it kind of cute or Cinderella. Um, I try to do things, I try to do some nursery art, you know, out of very old, like 1950s and 60s, uh, illustrations, because I think the thing is we all love, and the reason I, I started to do that art was not just because I love to do that. That was like a, a, a labor of love for me. But it was also because I thought, you know, if you love Mary Poppins and you grew up with her and you love the book, when you're 50, how do you still love her? You know, so I thought, yeah. well, if you could make something that was art that was Mary Poppins, then someone could buy it and hang it on the wall. And I actually had a woman do that and said, oh, this is going to be part of my Disney room. I have a Disney room, you know, because oh, cool like, that? yeah, you know, so it's like I, I try to do some art things like that that are just for me that I love and I hope other people love too. Um, but mostly it's just the 
the nostalgia stuff. Yeah. So aside from the pull Santas, what have been other surprise, surprising hits that you've had? I sell Lucky Strike uh, cigarette tins. Um, I think people are just obsessed with smoking. You know, now that we can't smoke any place anymore, young people just love smoking. They're just all about smoking. They're smoking vapes, but they still love cigarettes. Cigarette stuff is big. Um, right now, horoscope stuff is really big. Astronomy. Really? You know, what's your sign? I sell a ton of glasses that have you know, Sagittarius on them or Aquarius on them. Things like that are really big. Um, the airline stuff is always big. Um, anything outer space, like atomic era outer space stuff is big. Um, you know, pre-lost in space, like Apollo era and atomic era space stuff is huge. Um, I'm trying to think, oh goodness, what else, what else, what else? Um, dolls. A little dolls. Mattel, little Kittle dolls. Those are one of my top sellers. And things wow. from the Catskills are one of my top sellers. The cat, the Catskills, really? Little viewers. Remember the little viewers that you'd get at a fancy hotel when you were little. They were like a little triangle thing, and your parents would take a picture at the table, and you'd look in the little viewer, and there your parents would be at the table at like the Fountain Blue in Miami or something. <laughs> oh, well, in the Catskills, all the hotels had those. And so people are so nostalgic about the Catskills. I sell those little Catskill viewers like it's they've been on my top 10 now for two years of things well. that people look for. <laughs> it, it's there's no rhyme or reason. You know, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> pillowcases, old pillowcases. Really? People love the textiles. They don't do that anymore. The textiles are different. <laughs> The material, you know, wow. the designs are things they remember from their grandmother's house. And it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's wacky. It's really wacky. So really, so you're selling <laughs> really fond memories that when somebody looks at it, they get a, a feel good on the inside. And it's, it's hard to find. It's hard to replace. And then you are doubling down on that because when they buy the memorabilia that they know is going to be in their heart and head is that you are now personalizing that through a screen. And that's, that's quite a successful formula, Nina. I'm so thrilled that you see that and you appreciate it. Cause I, you know, I, you know, I, I love it and I wanted that reaction and your reaction is exactly what I wanted. So that's, that's the name of the game. I mean, it makes me happy. It makes other people happy and it's just, and I get to hold it for a while. You know what I mean? I get to hold the Captain Crunch bank for a while and then someone buys it and takes it off my hands. So I don't have to have a house full of this nonsense. But but it's because my husband, you know, there's only so many Pez dispensers he can handle, you know, before he's like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, Nina, so, sell yeah, some Pez dispensers. For, <laughs> get rid of them. <laughs> it's fun for both of us. You know, it's fun. It's fun to have it for a little while and then get rid of it. So any parting words on a wannabe Etsy seller? I would say just go out there and do it. Take really pretty pictures because people are appeal. The pictures will appeal to them. They will decide between yours and someone else's based on how pretty the picture is. So make pretty pictures. Um, be reasonable. You know, most people are not going to spend their life savings in an Etsy shop. It's not, you know, Louis Vuitton. <laughs> it's Etsy. We're selling little fun things and it should be something affordable. And um, 
And I think be sincere in your attempt to like relate to your customers because I think they feel it. They really, really do. They feel it. And they'll come back to you if they feel it. And they do. Well, yeah, I did. I do. I mean, I wanted some more. I wanted some more airline glasses, and I went to my past purchases. I didn't even Google search. I was like, Bing, hello, Nina. I'm back. (laughs) All right. That's Nina. (laughs) Yes, Nina Jessman from the Divine Whimsy Shop. And it is divine, and it is whimsy. And I think if you're on Etsy, everybody go check out what Nina's got to offer. I bet you you'll find something that you need. Once again, that's the Divine Whimsy Shop over at Etsy. Thank you, Nina, for spending some time Thank with us Thank you today. so much, Kim. And have a happy, happy holiday season and a happy you new too. year. You too. Happy new year. You too. All right, stay right where you are. We have more tips and phone calls coming up that you don't want to miss. All right, coming up, we have a tip about Amazon. They know so much about you. Is there a way that you can actually see what it is that they know? And then later on, some simple ways to avoid those things that some people do. You have a few glasses of wine, you have a few beers, and before you know it, you're drunk texting. All right, joining us right now here on the Kim Commando Show is our amazing content queen, Ali Seligman. So, Ali, have you made some New Year resolutions? You know, Kim, this year I have realized I've been around for enough Januaries to realize I'm not changing my life in January. (laughs) This is not the time. I'm tired, just dealt with all the holidays. I'm just trying to get it together. If I can drink some water, awesome. Well, you know, I had some lofty New Year resolutions (laughs) last year. Yeah. I was was going to, like, learn five different foreign languages. Sure. Um, I I, I didn't learn them. Uh, I was going to, um, I don't know, ride my bike five times a week, um, <laughs> once. A lot of fives for you. <laughs> yes. So I, I tried. So I tried something. You know, we're not going to wait until January. So December first, I said, yeah, I am going to walk four miles a day. Oh, good one. And you know what? I've done it every single <gasps> day. Look at you. Since December first, and. You can, I can tell the difference. I mean, going up some of these hills that I go up, I can tell like, you know, and so, but now uh, my friends, my BFFs here, they, they said, you know, God, you know what? You're like, have you lost weight? <laughs> you know, stop, stop, you don't need to lose weight. Here, eat something. <laughs> and so, but now at 8 a.m. or 7 a.m., all the girls get the text together and we meet. And so now I've got like my posse with How nice is that? What a nice way to start the day. My entourage. Yes, it is. You know, and I found that if you don't do it first thing in the morning. You're never going to do it. Yeah. No. So that's why, you know, I know we have like these content meetings. And I'm like, can we like move it like by 30 (laughs) minutes? Oh, you're out walking. Okay. (laughs) Yes, that's why. That's right. All right. So we're not going to change people's lives, but we are going to help them. Yeah. Correct? Yeah. This is not the time that you're going to learn five languages or, you know, ride your bike five times a week. But you can do some little things to make the rest of your year better. Let's clean up your digital life. First, let's start with social media. How many people say, Mm. "Uh, I spend too much time scrolling on my phone looking at nothing? I have an easy one for that. I'm not going to tell you to delete your account or deactivate it or even get rid of it. All you have to do is get the app off your home screen. So if you put it on a page way far back on your phone, or you can even hide apps so that you actually have to search to open it, it just adds in a little barrier so that you think twice before, "Eh, do I really need to look at Instagram again today? So hide those apps. Well, 
One of the things that has just happened in my life is that um, I have shown Barry Instagram Reels. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's never seen Instagram Reels. So he's so it's like we're scrolling through. He's like, look at that fighter jet. You know, look at this golden retriever. <laughs> Until finally I'm like, I'm like, dude, okay, I'm putting my phone down. Okay, <laughs> he's addicted. Not, no more Instagram Reels. <sighs> yes. They yes. know how to get you and they know they'll how to suck you in. Up. So, yes, just don't open the app if you want to save exactly. some time. What should you replace it with? This is always one of my goals. Read more. And this is one of the smartest things I did last year. In the fall, I decided, you know what? I'm sick of scrolling. What can I have on my phone for when I just want to, you know, pick it up or I'm waiting? And so I downloaded the Kindle app. I read books on the Kindle app. I, I never really thought, like, yeah, put it on your phone, too. The nice thing is it syncs. And so say I'm waiting in line somewhere and I read a few pages of my book. Well, when I open it up on my Kindle later, it goes right to the page where I need to start from. And it's just so nice. And you feel like... Really, you can feel kind of smug, but like, oh, I'm reading. Yes. What, are, what are you doing? So so what kind of books are you reading? Um, I'm a big fiction reader. Um, right now, I'm reading, um, I'm reading a book about a scientist, a fiction book. That's very oh. good. Because, you know, I, I really think we should start a book club. A book club sounds great. We talked about that in, in one of our meetings. And so maybe you should be in charge of the book okay. club. Okay, Commando Book Club. We'll do it. It's, all right. So and if anybody listening, if you have any recommendations for books that we should put in our book club. Uh, make sure that you just send it to us on social or wherever you want to do that. Sounds okay. great. Next up, Val. Then we've got, this is a little safety tip. If you have never updated the emergency contact info in your phone, if you've never put it in or it's been a really long time, go do it. It'll take you, I don't know, three minutes. And this is another thing where you feel like, good for me. I accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> This is one, this is a tip I gave on the Friday Kim Commander Today podcast. If you don't listen to it, we have lots of fun and we give some good tips. And this is my kind of hack for feeling better about my life when I open up my computer. When's the last time you cleaned your desktop? It's awful. <laughs> it's atrocious. I mean, literally, because after you did this tip on the podcast, I looked at it and I'm like, Allie, she's talking to you, Kim Commando. I mean, that's it. I knew. I saw right through you. Yeah, you probably save all your files there. So many screenshots that you don't need. So clean it up. It'll take you, I don't know, maybe five minutes if you have a lot of stuff. It doesn't take long. And then every time you open your, your computer, you'll feel so much better about yourself. Little bonus, if you have monitors and not just a laptop, uh, dust them. Because I bet you never do. And they're disgusting. Now, one of the things that I did when I... Did clean oh, my did desktop. It. As I'm, yes, and I made yeah. a folder and I just said junk. So if I wasn't sure that I wanted to actually delete it, I just drug it into the little junk folder. And then I figure, you know what? If I never open the junk folder for the next six months, then I can That is a great tip. I do the same thing. I usually call the folder clean. And that's where I clean up. I drag all the stuff that I don't know what to do with. Or I know I maybe need it, but I don't want to sort it. I just put it in the clean folder. Uh, it's funny when you open up and realize, oh, I have like four clean folders. Okay. <laughs> That's deep clean. That's deep clean. We'll get into that in the spring. Yes. Finally, on my list, zero your inbox. I firmly believe at least once a year, we all deserve to see zero in our inbox. Now, I am not telling you to go through and clean out every email. Nobody has time. Uh, so here's what you do. This is Kim's tip that, seriously, Kim, the first time you told me this, I had like a, oh my gosh, you can do that reaction. So instead of going through every individual email, you just archive your inbox at the beginning of the year. 
if somebody really wants to reach you, if it's urgent, they'll email you again. So archive those emails. They will. Then you're at zero. But I'll tell you what I really like now is that you know, mm -hmm. I use Apple Mail. And I know this has been available in Gmail forever, but for some reason, Apple just decided to turn it on recently with the latest iOS update. Is that now it comes up and it says, follow up? Oh, I like that. Automatically. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I oh, like that too. Wow. That's great. Because this way you're like, oh, hmm, they did not write me back. So in case you're wondering, like, all of a sudden I'm remembering <laughs> stuff from like three months ago, you're like, dang. She's got a bad memory. memory. 2023. That, that's it. Yeah, she is. But, you know, one of the things that I do buy every year is a honest-to-gosh mm. book. And the last time I bought it was in Soho last year. And it's a book out of Denmark, and it's called Notum. And it has every day of the week already already done. So it's like one of those bullet journals, but you don't oh, have to write nice. out the bullet yeah. journal. Oh, it's so sweet. And so what I can do is, is that I really trained myself over the last year. So, like, if... If Allie, if you say, you know what, that'll be done by Tuesday, is that I go to the next week on Tuesday and say, here, check with Allie on oh, da, da 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 Good tip. Good tip. I know. It's very old school, pen and pencil. It works. That's just the way it is. All right. Of course, these are all going to be will. over yes, at the website, right? This will be right? your January plan. Pick one, pick two, and you'll feel a little bit better about yourself, I promise. And so, Allie, what do you think is the best New Year's resolution? Uh-oh. What's that? 4K. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I know. Sorry about that. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Al. We'll see you soon. All right. This is a great tip if you use Amazon, which is um, everybody, don't you think? I some, Somewhere I thought I read that like 97% of all Americans have an Amazon account. So some crazy number like that. Well, Amazon collects all kinds of data about you. And if you use a Kindle, they know what you read, how many pages you flip through, and the start and stop times, even down to the millisecond. Amazon Sidewalk, they probably have a list of all your MAC addresses and your devices that are connected to it. If you use an Amazon Echo, of course, well, they have all those recordings, right? And so you might be thinking, like, wonder what else Amazon knows about me, aside from the obvious, too, of everything that I've ever bought or browsed or searched for online or offline because I have an Amazon account. What you want to do, and this is really an interesting little uh, test for you is you go to your Amazon account and then there's an option that says request my data. You can select all the data that you'd like to receive and then submit your request. Now when you're done you're going to get a confirmation email and then you have to click that to validate your request. Now sit back and wait. It can take anywhere up to two weeks for you to receive a link in your email to all the data that Amazon has collected about you. And prepare to be shocked. Prepare, because I would tell you this, I did this myself not too long ago, is that you have probably spent more money on Amazon a year than you ever thought that you ever spent on Amazon. So again, you go to sign into your Amazon account, and then there's an option that says request my data. Just follow all the prompts after that. And again, when you do get that email confirmation, make sure that you click it. So this way it says, yeah, okay, this is a legit request, and this way you'll be able to get it. All right, still to come, we have some simple ways to avoid what happens when you are eh, having a few glasses of wine or a couple of beers, a couple of cocktails, and all of a sudden you think it's a really good idea to send a text message that you're probably going to regret later on. And that's still to come here on the Kim Commando Show. Hey, just a quick reminder, make sure that you enter to win that $500 Amazon.com gift card. Just go to commando.com slash win 
And make sure that you also do the extra entries, the things to do and to get extra entries. You can subscribe to our podcast, our newsletters, follow us on social media to get even more entries. And away, and again, that place to enter to win is commando.com slash win. Uh, Brenna in Plymouth, Massachusetts. Hi, Brenna. Hello, Kim. How are you? Happy New Year. I'm great. Happy New Year to you. What's going on? Kim, uh, recently I got uh, the the thick envelope from uh, Xfinity in the mail, which means they're including pack, you know, their documents for all the increase in the rates, you know. And one of the things that's gone up again is the uh, modem router uh, device and the rental monthly rental fee now is up to fifteen dollars a month. Oh wow! And I've yeah. Been- yeah, I've decided, and I've asked some of my friends, hey, do you rent or, you know, have you bought your own? And I'm amazed at how many people don't even realize they're renting it, you know, and uh, and then they don't realize how much it costs. So I've decided yeah. I want to go out, I want to replace it. I've done a little, uh, read some of your columns, did a little Internet research, and I know that you have to get one that's compatible with your Internet service provider. I also have voice, so I need one that's compatible with voice. And I mm-hmm. also have like 800 uh, megabytes, so I know I need one that supports at least that speed. Outside of that, Kim, wh- is there anything else? Uh, like, is there a certain manufacturer that y- that you recommend over others? Is there anything else that I should be looking for? Well, first of all, I'm really glad that you called in because, as you mentioned, a lot of folks, they don't even look at their internet bills. And when, yeah. then they're surprised to see, oh, gosh, I'm spending $120, $140 a year on a router modem. What is that going mm-hmm. on? And so this is a great reminder that you shouldn't be renting because in the wrong, long run, if you shop around, you're going to find uh, you know, modem routers that sell for about 100 bucks a pop. And you're going to save money by buying a device. So what you want to do is we have a couple of tips on the website. I'll shoot over to you, Brenna. But you want to make sure that you're buying what's called a Doxis 3.0 or 3.1 modem. And as okay. you said, too, it should be uh, compatible with Xfinity. They might have a list on their website of compatible modems. And, you know, you don't have to feel like you need to buy a combination router modem unit. Actually, when you go separately, when you get the two different devices – it gives you a lot more flexibility in your setup. Um, And and so you really want to buy the separate separate ones. And so with the modem, you're going to buy a separate, you're going to buy a modem with a router. And then the router will also give you some flexibilities as far as where you want to put different access points, uh, different Mm -hmm. repeaters. If you're going to go with a mesh network, how big's your house? It's small. It's uh, you know, it's a it's an old New England home. It's not that big. You know, my grandfather built it. <laughs> so, uh, oh, how cool is that? Yeah, yeah. He uh, built it in 1940. He got the the logging uh, for it from going in the woods after a, a tornado. Uh, her, I mean, a hurricane hit in the area and stuff, and just would bring it to the local furniture factories and make it into wood, and that's how he built his house. Wow, what a great story. Now, did you yeah. grow up in that house too? 
I did not, but I um, when my grand my grandmother lived in that house. So, uh, my dad did. He grew up in that house, and um, my grandmom died in uh, when she was ninety two. And when she passed away, I bought the house from the estate. So somebody from our family's, you know, built the house and has been living in it since nineteen forty. Wow, I love that story. Yeah, um, you cool. should write that down and put that a, a, in on a YouTube video and with pictures and all kinds of little fun facts about the house at some point. And I think a lot of people would be interested in that. But anyway, back to your modem and your router. So you're going to buy a different, you're going to buy a modem, you're going to buy a router, and it'll give you, as I said, a, uh, some options. So you're not just stuck. And we're going to shoot you over a link over at commando.com about the modems. And also we have something called a router quiz. And so if you go to commando.com slash router quiz, is that that's where you can say, this is how big the house is. And then we're going to recommend the router specific for your home. And again, so you need a modem. And again, we have a list of all the recommended modems on our website. And then for a specific networking recommendation for your home, what a great home it must be, is head over to commando.com slash router quiz. And thank you for your call. Hey, if you haven't already, make sure that you check your internet service bills for any activation fees, equipment fees like we just talked about, installation fees, there may be contract termination fees, late payment fees, data overage fees, upgrade fees, and they go on and on. And if you're not careful, your, your bill just can start creeping up a little bit, a little bit every month until you're like, whoa, what happened? One of the things that you can do, if you know you're going to have a few cocktails, is put your phone on do not disturb. And this is going to block all the incoming texts and calls. But if that's not enough, there's an app called Off the Grid. It locks your phone down for the time period that you specify. So if the party starts at 8, you can lock your phone from 8 p.m. to 8 a.m. And another app called Insight Timer works the same way. But the people who you want to talk to and get through an emergency, say your kids, your spouse, your partner, whatever, your mom, they can still go ahead and get through. Hey, do me a favor. Make sure that you tell three people about our show and our podcast because knowledge is power. And if you need more information, hit the website. That's commando.com with a K, of course.